Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Uh, oh, hello everybody, Christmas bells, it's 24th of November, it's what I'm calling 50 Eve. You're still 49, just. A month today will be Christmas Eve, today is 50 Eve, the eve of my 50th birthday. So we better to the bedroom today. Oh, you want to get that in before, don't you? Yeah, I mean, people should know that one of the main things you're commenting about is <laughs> uh, you can't believe you're going to be having sex with a 50-year-old man. Yeah. You know, again. Um <laughs> But uh, and as I replied to you, well, it's weird for me to have a sex with a woman in her forties. Well, what yeah. a way to start this Touché, podcast, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> um, morning, morning. It's Simon and Laura here. It's episode sixty-four, which I think is quite apt on the eve of my fiftieth, because when I'm sixty-four is the Beatles song about getting older. Yeah, that fits nice, doesn't yeah, it? Nice little touch. Before I know it, I probably will be. Right, look, I got a voice. A guy sent me a happy birthday. I don't know who he is. I think he's a listener to my radio show. Right. He follows me on social media. You know when you see somebody's name and you don't know who they are? So I'm <laughs> I'm going to show you the guy. That's his picture. He looks quite young, doesn't he? Is he a boy? Uh, Can't tell. Yeah. I mean, I, he's got more of a moustache than I could ever grow, yeah. but he's quite boyish. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, okay. But he sent a message. Will this play... I think this will automatically play. Have a listen to this. Uh, randomly, this <laughs> this came yesterday morning. So, Catbird, happy birthday. Uh, I know 50 is uh, just a number. But uh, thanks a lot for uh, the, all these shows and stuff and all. I love, love your talk shows a lot. So, happy birthday. And 
keep going. It's only it's only life, so you can move on. So happy birthday, Catboy. So Catboy, happy birthday. Oh, that's lovely. It's only a number. I mean, it seems positive enough, but he starts going on about, hey, don't, take it easy, guy. It's only a number. Don't worry about it. Aww. You can carry on. How sweet, though. Yeah, it's cute. Came from the right place, didn't it? Yeah, no, it's lovely. Well, so that's a thank you to him, then. His name's Alan. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of them names that I see on social media. And when you, you know, I used to get this a lot when you'd, I'd meet listeners who texted in and then you'd see them and you'd be like, you don't look like I expected. But then everyone used to say that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's weird. Well, but you do get families that come up to you and they're like, you know, they, they, they know you, but you, you might not know yeah. them. You know, it's uh... the f- like friends, <clears throat> aren't they? Um, I've had a sleepless night. Yeah, you have. Really, I my diary, one day you'll sit down and read them diaries and the, every one of, every page starts with rubbish night's sleep again. I've had to find new ways of saying bad night's sleep. Yeah. You know, didn't sleep much last night, only got a couple of hours, woke up at one, woke up at two. Last night, you fell asleep while I was watching telly and then I I thought to myself, I'm not tired, I'll just watch a film. And then I thought, oh, no, because then you're going to be tossing and turning. So I turned the light off. I put one of my podcast ears in. I didn't want to go to sleep. I thought you did. No, no. But anyway, I this is how I know. I will normally put one AirPod in. Yeah. And then I'll wake up in the night and that AirPod will be flat. Now, you know how long AirPods last. Yeah, because I get the notification on my phone, which is Wonderful. fun. I don't know how you set that up. It makes me worry about what other notifications well, I, I, of mine you get. Do you know what I think it is? Because I've probably borrowed them at some point. Right, So okay. they're in my settings. So normally one AirPod's flat and then when I wake up in the middle of the night, I put the other one in, put that yeah. one back in its holster and I spend until I wake up or until I get up with the other one in. Last night, I burnt through double that. One, I listened to one until it were flat. I listened to the other until it were flat. I never went back to the first one that were charged again. See, I think it's you're thinking. It's it. You know, when I can't sleep, it's because I'm thinking about stuff and I'm stressed. And I and do you know? I would normally say yes, but it's not like I felt like I had anything on my mind, and so I got listening to podcasts. I think it is. I think it's predator. Uh, I th- look, there's definitely something going on. The 50 nerves. I don't know what it is. I don't want to admit to I don't feel like it's getting... We were saying this in the car, weren't we, like, about getting old. Like, I can remember f- turning 21 seems like getting old. Every time you have a, uh, what do you call them, a landmark birthday. Yeah, for me it was 30. That's when I thought, right. Whoa. I can remember turning 13 and my granddad saying to me, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> 13? You don't want to be told out 13. I, I, a lot of my girlfriends, at, when I was turning 30, they were like, especially the ones that were slightly older... We'd be, we're like, ah, now you're 30, that's it. It all goes downhill. And I'm like, and they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. <laughs> Everything goes. You, you notice I'm keeping my eyes at eye level. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look down, Simon. Don't look down. I'm not just on about them. <laughs> <laughs> They're fabulous anyway. I've got no complaints. No complaints. Um, right, I've got me, you've totally thrown me off now. What we were talking about. Yeah, so landmark birthdays. Maybe if you if you... Fiddled with them in the night, you would have had a better night's sleep. Like stress balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd have loved that. Um, 30 then. Yeah. See, when I turned 30, 
Yeah, but you see, we, we you were different. A, we were different. I was... You were a lot more sensible than me. At that point. Yeah. Um, so I had a bit of a wild one Yeah. through my teens and my 20s. And I can remember that thing of, oh, this is going to sound, sound like such a knobhead, but I was so into the romance of dying at 27. Like, oh, you were. Jimi Hendrix, James Dean, Janice Joplin. They call it the 27 Club now. And even Winehouse. when I hear that, yeah. well, no, she, I mean, she, she. When I was 27, I'm not sure Amy Winehouse oh, was no, even no, no, born. But, <laughs> I know, but she's now in that group. She's part of it, yeah. Uh, as is Kurt Cobain yeah. and stuff like that. I turned 27 in, what would that have been? 71, 81, 91. So 97, 98, something like that. Yeah, so Cobain had gone, so he was in it already. I was still at school. And uh, Good. Uh, <laughs> secondary, though. Uh, <laughs> and I can remember thinking to me, you know, like, I, yeah. I did something on the eve of my 28th birthday that I'm not going to talk about, but I did something really stupid. Oh me and a friend God. did something really stupid. And, uh, yeah, so I, I feel like such a fool, but then I feel like a fool for a lot of things I did when I was younger. So I felt old then, but 30... A lot of my friends were a year or two older than me. People I'd been in bands with, people I knocked around with, went out in Sheffield with. They were all a couple of years older than me. So they'd turned 30. Now, I'd got into radio before yeah. I was 30. So for me, I'd found something that I loved. I'd spent all my life thinking there's nothing in life I ever want to do. I'd never wanted to be on telly. I'd never wanted to do radio or anything like that. I'd never thought about it. It's just one of them doors that didn't seem to be yeah, yeah. open to people like me. And then I got into radio. So by the time I turned 30, I'd been doing it a couple of years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's uh, so I felt pretty good. Felt revived, felt young again, felt good. 40, as we know, on my 40th birthday, you told me you were pregnant. Only, uh, yeah, yeah. So that came as a bit of a shock. Yeah, well. There went any dreams of early retirement. What did I say to you yesterday? Oh, oh don't. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're saying that you've got some signs that you think you might be pregnant. And I'll tell you now, right here on this podcast. No, no, no. Don't, because you'll get people excited. You, I'll tell you, somebody who won't be excited, I won't be excited. I won't be. I won't be. No, no, no. I love you to bits, but if you're pregnant, I, I, I said you'll be on the dating market <laughs> tomorrow. for my. That'll be my 50th birthday present, getting out of this bloody house. Yeah. No, I just said... Uh, yesterday I was feeling really sick and like the smells and everything else. I was like, COVID. Oh, oh my Please goodness. be COVID. <laughs> Please be really severe COVID, not pregnancy. <laughs> Please, God. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, I'm not doing a Les Dawson. <laughs> That's what Les Dawson did. He had a birthday uh, baby when he was about 78. Oh, they're all doing it these days. So, look, sleepless night last night. I want to run through the podcast I listened to. Go on. For the first time, I listened to Alan Carr. The, uh, shut up. Shut up. The chatty man. Uh, he's got one called Life's a Beach oh, that he it? started in uh, lockdown. Yes. And I've got to tell you, I don't know why I didn't listen to it because I love Alan Carr. Um, he's had Damon Alban on, who's Damon Alban from Blur, has got a new album out. And apparently his new album is such a beautiful listen. We're oh. going to get a go after, after this. It's apparently such a nice listen. When you think of Damon Alban, you think... Posh boy pretending to be Cockney wide boy. I had a crash. On bit him. of a lad, you know. Yeah. Blur Oasis, all of that. So I went into it apprehensively, but I was trying to, be, to be honest, I was trying to fall asleep. Um, Damon Alban has now got an house in Iceland, the country, not the supermarket. Right. And he's talking about a recurring dream he had when he was a kid about flying, 
like like a bird, yeah. flying over black sand. And then he said he went to Iceland and he saw, or he saw a documentary on Iceland when he was touring America or something and saw black sand. So he went there. He's got an house there now. Wow, strange place to have a house. Apparently, you know, it's and he's talking about how they believe in fairies there, like real normal people, everyday people believe in fairies. And I oh, love that wow. about especially the Nordic countries. How there's all this folklore about things like Santa yep. and fairies and things that live in the woods. I love all that. Oh. But anyway, so I listen to that. Well, on that, an, on another podcast, I think we should talk about sleep things because I've had a recurring dream for all my life. So, really? Yeah. Well, write that down then. Don't forget it. I listened to one called Case File about a murder case uh, that stretches from the 70s to the 90s, which which we've seen a TV show on before, but this went really deep on it. Yeah. Good murder story, like that. Uh, Listen to Wheel of Misfortune, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the podcast. This is two comedians, uh, two female stand-up comedians, who's Fern Brady, I think the other one's called... Alison, I can't remember. But they do uh, subjects every week and people leave them voice messages. And the subject on the one I listened to last night was being naked. So you and I need to tell some stories about being naked later in this podcast. I listen to Chatterbix, Top Flight Time Machine. I listen to a Guardian podcast to try and get myself to sleep about the Qatar World Cup. Right. And the ins and outs of that. And then I listen to a sleep podcast. Yeah. That's supposed to send you to sleep. Rubbish. The guy was so annoying. (laughs) He's doing that on purpose. Can you imagine trying to fall asleep to me talking like this? (laughs) You can feel yourself going. You're in woods. It's beautiful. Did he have a Yorkshire accent like that? No. In woods. I think I make it sound nicer. (laughs) You could fall asleep listening to that. So that was that. And then you woke up at what? About I think it was quarter past four, weren't it? Yeah, well, it wasn't the first time, but because I, I, you, when you wake up, you listen to podcasts. When I wake up, I read off my phone. I have the black screen so it doesn't go too bright. You read a lot of fiction books about women murdering their husbands, don't you? No, they're not. They're they're not about women murdering their husbands. They're a bit more complicated than that. But yeah, I like a, I like a fictional murder. But yeah, it's um because they're easy to read, and I can read a few pages, fall asleep, wake up again, read a few more, and you know, like they're not too difficult that you forget what's happening, or you've got to go back and read read the pages. So yeah. But is this mid, is this middle age? I, in fact, I don't even want to say it's middle age. I felt like I had my midlife crisis when I was twenty four. When I was twenty four, I can remember shaving my hair for the first time, starting wearing Hawaiian shirts, and starting driving a convertible. When I was twenty four, right? For me, it's when I've had relationship things, and yeah. Well, hold on, what losing sleep? No, 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 no. Gone like like had my like when I was around twenty one. Yeah, I. Chopped all my hair off, so and then yeah. I got a massive tattoo across my back. Lush. So everybody thought I'd turned into a lesbian. Um, and then probably roughly, when I was going to ask you a question, but don't worry about it. I'm only joking. Did, did, did I? No. <laughs> did I didn't. anybody? No. No. I didn't. Oh, come, come on. In. Um, and then when I was thirty, yeah, but it's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never say never. Um, right. And then yeah, when I was thirty, I again I chopped my hair not. All, all off, but yeah, and then just like... Got a big tattoo across your front. <laughs> no. No, no, I didn't, I, but I was getting drunk a lot. Yeah. I got drunk a lot and went out a lot, which is not, believe it or not, is not like me, but I was like every night. But that seems to be a thing. I, I used to have a pattern. My pattern used to be two-year relationship, six months on my own, 
thinking, I never want another relationship again. Yeah. Then before I know it, I'm in one. Two-year relationship. Yeah. Never doing this again, six months on my own. That seemed to be the pattern, you know. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so, I, so that six months, I tended to cut loose a little bit. Yeah. But I this thing about middle age. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, I think it's stress. I think it's, well, even though you don't realise you're stressed, I think you, you're thinking about well, I things. started stressing. At about three o'clock this morning, I started stressing about something. Shall I say what it is? Yeah. Well, I've not... I've not known what to get for my birthday. And yeah. to be honest, as I keep saying, I wish it had just passed. Because I, I know it's going to be disappointing. And then that's nothing to do with you. You do everything. You and the kids make my birthdays. That's the, that is the little shining light <laughs> in a big dark tunnel for me. Right? But the rest of it, the well, thought process. Well, a couple of have uh, messaged and said, is he doing anything for his birthday? And I'm like, no, no. He wants to be left alone. No, because I think people think they're not getting invited to something. Yeah. And <laughs> guess what? You're not. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Really, he, you know, he's working, and then uh, he yeah. just wants to be with uh, the family. Exactly. I wish I weren't working. I'm doing his Christmas fair tomorrow, which is uh, of all the things I could be doing, it's something I actually really enjoy doing. Yeah. But I'd rather it weren't on my birthday, but. The other thing is we need the money. And that's what I was stressing about at three o'clock this morning is because you've bought me something quite expensive. And I started stressing about that and thinking, what an idiot. I'm already stressing about money. I'm stressing about January school fees. I'm stressing about rent in May. You know, why am I letting you spend a daft amount of money on me? And, you know, I don't like you spending it all on Christmas, but I kind of understand it. But I don't need anything. So I'm I'm, I'm angry Yeah, I understand that, but... I think that's what birthdays are about. Well, not that that's not what they're about, but for your presents, I think you get things that you don't necessarily need. It's a it's I like about that. being treated. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I'm struggling anyway. So that's that. Um, we have had uh, let's just a little Christmas bells to signify we're moving on. Uh, our son Leo. Yeah. Have we mentioned that he started work? No, I don't think we have. We, I was pressuring him, not pressuring in a bad way, but in a dad way. Yeah. Not a bad way, in a dad way. It's <laughs> one of my new catchphrases. Um, we, I laid the foundations for him needing to get a job at university well before he went. Yeah. Right? Very important. I think it. we're not rich enough. We're not one of them families. And I'm sure this is the hard thing about university. I know my cousin, who's Lindsay, who's a lawyer now, yeah. I know at university she had three jobs at once, yeah. as well as doing uni. And she lived with in a house with really rich girls who had cars yeah. and didn't have to work. And I hate that we can't do that for our kids. And look, he could get through uni without working, but I think it's better for him. He's yeah, got no, a girlfriend over there. I think there. it teaches them some discipline as well about, yeah. you know, timekeeping. And, and it, the, he's never experienced that thing of earning his own yeah. money. So he's working in a cinema, and which for him, he that's what. Oh, do you know what I? I said this to him. You know that thing you say about never meet your heroes. Yeah, it's always disappointing. Um, I think the the same goes for the never get a job somewhere you think is going to be a great place to have a job. Uh-huh. Not quite as catchy as never meet your heroes, but he's got a job in a cinema, and he's having to do all the. But he, I'm imagining he thinks it's going to be like Cinema Paradiso, the film. But it's not. It's like Beavis and Butted. Getting shouted out of the popcorn stand. <laughs> Having to clean a cinema that everyone's just been chucking popcorn around. Yeah. 
at and, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And in the I was gonna say in the UK where you were allowed to drink as well as bars, so people can be Yeah. Peed up. There's a bar in the That's what I mean. cinema. Yeah. So you can get in there drunk. So can you imagine some of the smells and bleh. So I'm really happy that he got the job. I'm really you know, but it was funny because after his second shift, you know, we text back and forward. And after his second shift, Leo texted me and went, they let me off work early today. I can't believe it's so good. Such a good <laughs> feeling. And I'm like, it's your second day <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, but on the flip side, I think they've been taking the mickey out of him because he is the new guy. New guy gets, you go and he, start been, the bottom. They've made him be there till the end most nights and be the, the lock-up guy. So he's had to, yeah. but yeah. And now I got the text in the middle of the night. This is great. <laughs> I thought when you're a student, you didn't get taxed. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Now, isn't this funny? Because this happened to our friends who we often talk about on this podcast. Their eldest is at university. They've had a bit of trouble getting her to get a job, but she got a job. Well, now, now, now hold on. She's in her third year. She got a job for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She finishes, she finishes in May. She's not getting a job. We, I, I, I well, look, it's not about, I don't want, that's their story to tell, not ours. But my point is, didn't she do a job for a month, got taxed on the first yeah, month and yeah. went, I'm no, not going back. I can to- I <laughs> this can, is about the story I I can heard. totally, yeah. Can you imagine, like... When you're a kid, you don't understand. Yeah. You think, first of all, you think you don't have to work. Our daughter, our 16-year-old daughter, is currently great proof of this, won't lift a finger in the house, wouldn't dream of working... And there's no interest when you ask her to do something. Can you walk the dog? No. Can you do this? No. Yeah. So she expects everything on a plate. Oh, she is going to be... When she gets a job for the first time and realises... Because she's got that thing at school where she thinks, oh, the teachers love her and she loves school. As soon as one of them's not on her, not her best friend... Yeah. She's suicidal. Now, <laughs> that's what real life is like. And I think Leo got that. The first day he went into that job, he were like, oh... Yeah, they're a bit stern. And I'm like, yeah, that's life. That's work. There's people there who are going to tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, I'm surrounded by people like that, you know. It's horrible. It's so horrible. He's, he's got his first pay, decent, 150 quid, which yeah. for somebody who's never earned money before yeah, nice. is good money. But, yeah, he got the he got the tax. He got 30 quid took off him which for tax. it's quite a lot. And when you, when you think it's... When you a, don't know what tax is. Yeah. And... 150 quid, take take off 30 off that. That's a lot of money. for, And 30 quid in itself is a lot of money to Leo. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did Google it. Well, 30 quid to him is four rum and cokes. It's a lot of money to him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of money. But That's I, half an hour out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we think he can claim the tax back. I think so. But I think only so. at the end of the tax year, if he's not earned a certain amount, which he won't. But I love that show. I love all this thing... It's so good to sit back, having for years tried to prepare him for this and just being given the, hmm, look, you know, like, you don't know what you're talking about, boomer, you know, that kind of thing. And now it's happening to him. And every time one happens to him, I'm like, (laughs) every time an adult thing happens, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) Hey, he said he's going to buy his own Christmas presents this year, so we'll see. He's got big on the 80s nights, hasn't he? Yeah. He's going clubbing quite a bit and he's got big on... He says he doesn't like the drum and bass nights yeah, because everyone's off the nuts and the music's rubbish. Understandable. Uh, but he's loving the 80s nights. Yeah. He likes a party night, doesn't he? Yeah. He's had his hair cut. Yeah. Which is a biggie. Anyway. So that's Leo. Let's move on. Here's something I want to talk about. Go on. Because this happened this morning. 
We're in the car driving Betsy. I'm off work this week for my birthday. Uh, best gift I've ever given myself. <laughs> and it's been so nice. These last couple of days, I normally drive Honey to school, but my car's in the shop. So I've been coming to drop Betsy off with you and just watching how you guys operate. Yeah. Betsy sits in the front now. She's a big girl. She plays with a stereo and stuff like that. This morning, she put Coldplay's Christmas lights on. And it hit me that that song is rubbish. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm not a Coldplay denier. I love Coldplay. I love Coldplay. One of the best live bands I've ever seen. Reliable music. Reliable, like David Gray, like Travis, like James Blunt. Like Ed Sheeran, they are reliably listenable. Yeah. I mean, that's a terrible thing to have on your album, but it's, it is exactly right. They are reliably listenable. Well, I love them. Yeah, go on. But that Christmas Lights song has got terrible lyrics. Yeah. Bad rhyming. Another fight on Christmas night. And it's just like written by a 14-year-old. Like, like Betsy's written it for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like the music. And then it changes halfway through. And I said in the car, that's a rubbish song. And it got me thinking. If you put a bit of Christmas in something, you get a bonus leeway. Because I actually love that song because it's a Christmas song. Yeah. But it's rubbish. Well, if you think about some of the best ones, they literally repeat the lyrics over and over. I can't abide. I know I've interviewed her, but I can't abide Mariah Carey, right? Ditto, yeah. Actually, great interview. She's bonkers. Yeah. But... I would never purposely listen to one of her songs, apart from All I Want For Christmas Is You. I've got to say, though, I think I've reached my limit with that song. I know you'll, hear, you'll hear that 50 times I, this holiday. I know, I know, but when it comes on now, I think it's... Normally Christmas songs don't do that, do they? But I've kind of reached my limit with that song. There are some songs, right, that are great Christmas songs. Last Christmas is a brilliant Christmas song. It's poppy, it's a throwaway, yeah. but it's a great Christmas song. Don't get me wrong. I think the Slade one is an absolutely brilliant song. I think they wish it could be Christmas. Look, there's some great ones. Yeah. But there's some. Um, <laughs> the Jonah Lewis Stop the Cavalry is quite a stupid song. I'm a fan of Driving Home for Christmas. That's a good song. Can't Driving. I can't think I get deep enough. It's right in their heart. Oh, can, can you go deep enough? Driving Home yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking Christmas bonus, and this comes to mind because uh, we've watched a bit of the new Home Alone film, Home Sweet Home Alone. Right. Which the trailer is awful. The film itself is awful. Yeah, it's bad. Awful, awful, awful. Great people doing an absolutely terrible job. Some of my favourite people. Yeah, the main, the main lad. Oh. And they've got the story all wrong. You've got goodies and baddies in the first one. Yeah. And the little boy, Macaulay, Kevin, is such a sweetheart. He's not horrible to anybody the entire film. And he's got a heart as big. Yeah, things keep happening to him. Yeah, and he finds the good in everybody and things that scare him. The old guy next door, the woman with the pigeons in Central Park. This film, I don't know if it's going to do a flip towards the end. The people who are the burglars... I feel so oh, sorry feel for. Sorry. And the little boy is a the little... little guy is an asshole. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I thought when I was watching it? Do you remember the first time we watched Last Christmas, the one with, um, what's her name? Daenerys out of Game of Thrones. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of any. So it's last Christmas. It's the one. It's all set around George Michael songs. Yeah, but do you know that one has got? I think because it's it's in London, isn't I it? Know, and you it's know, the all... first time we watched it, I don't think we liked it. Mm. And then the second time we watched it, I don't think Home Alone's going to do that. I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but it, already but it, last night you tell it. <laughs> but it was it was good enough. Yeah, good enough. Whereas this, actually... So you're giving it the Christmas bonus. Yeah, I don't know. So do you not think Home Sweet Home Alone is going to get the Christmas bonus? Because the story's not even, at the minute, like you said, it's not even a good little feel-good story. Obviously it's going to turn good. It's tone deaf in so many ways. It Mm. is awful. Yeah. Really awful. I thought of some other things that get the Christmas bonus. If you think of any, just shout them out. Cold weather. Everybody hates cold weather. I mean, I like, quite like cold weather. But most people hate cold weather. I am a hater, yeah. Apart from at Christmas. At, at Christmas, the worst weather in the world. Yeah, yeah. Meteorologically speaking, that's too early for me to be saying that word, <laughs> is snow. And everybody yes, loves snow. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I think there's times when people moan about snow when they can't get it's to the work. Best. But when, if you, I mean, it's never happened. But if you wake up on Christmas morning and it's snowing and it... Oh. When it snows, you yourself, your mood goes up like 50%. It's the best feeling, right? But for months before that, everyone's morning, it's dark, it's horrible. Leo did it the other day, didn't he? There's hardly any daylight anymore. Yeah. He's never had to do that before. Yeah, and that, that for me, and I could totally sympathise with that because that is the thing for me that I don't like about living in England because in, in the winter... See, I like it. No. Even Finland, when it were only light for two hours a day, I oh, loved it. Oh, no, no. It makes me miserable. I, yeah. I get, what is it, the sad, is it sad? Sad? Seasonal adjustment disorder, yeah. yeah. Um, spending time with people from the office. Now, I, I can't give this a, because I don't. No. But it seems at Christmas, the people you spend all year moaning about, at Christmas you have a party, and all them people get together, and they have enough liquid refreshment yeah. to get over the... You know, so I think office colleagues get the Christmas bonus. Yeah, yeah. I've never been in that situation, but yeah, definitely. What about families? Um, I think because it's a coming together. I think families get the Christmas bonus. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, it's different for us because we live so far away. So whenever we see family, it's good. Yeah. For a while. (laughs) But, um, But if you're at home and you're all near each other... You know, there's something, I felt this, when we when we were back in the UK, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast, we must have, when we were in the UK doing them daily, mm. we watched an old video of yours, your yeah. dad got a video down from the, I want to say 80s, but it's probably 90s, isn't it? Is it 91? I was 13, I think. Yeah, so, so I'm guessing 91. I think it was a bit earlier than that. 92, but, yeah, 92 maybe. It was over a couple of Christmas days, like a Christmas day and a Boxing Day, weren't it, this video? Yeah. So there's you and your brother opening presents. It's great. It's a proper VHS. Everyone's and in dressing gowns. and There's people of your family who've died. There's grandparents and stuff like that. I felt really emotional. I must have been emotional for you, but I felt really... And it, it could have been total strangers in that video. But I was watching, and I was watching how people were looking at each other. I could see the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And the God. conversations. How <laughs> I just watched that video and thought, "Oh my God!" I did not stop talking. 
You were the annoying kid. I, oh my God, so annoying. Your brother never says a word. No. You, I mean, you are. I think Leo was shocked how much Honey looked like me. Yeah. Um, but my, but then, but then Betsy said, oh my God, mommy, you're like me. You just don't stop. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that there, isn't there? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? That thing about, I don't know how, apart from the people aren't there anymore, do all them same people get together on Christmas? I don't think they do. Uh, no, and I think it's a funny thing, like the siblings and cousins don't, but I think I think when you've got those grandparents, which like you grew up with having grandparents where all the cousins, all the aunties and uncles, you all went there. And I yeah. think once those grandparents die, which I think has happened to your family, same thing. I don't even think it's when they die. I think once you start, once everyone starts spreading their wings and moving away and once it becomes difficult to organise, so you're right... All through my, we still did it in my 20s, but once I'd sort of moved away and once my cousins had moved, a couple of them had moved down to London, my uh, my aunt and uncle moved to Spalding in Lincolnshire, which is not far, but it's like an hour's drive, hour and a half drive, and it became a little bit more difficult to get everyone together. And for years, I really struggled with that because it was one of my favourite times. Yeah, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, and... You know, the the dads and the uncles and the granddad in the kitchen drinking beer, drinking stout, talking about football matches. I, yeah. The women in the living room watching whatever on telly and chatting away. The kids causing mayhem, playing with a presence. Oh, God, I miss that. Yeah, no, the the, the, the Christmases at my nan's were without doubt my favourite. I, I loved yeah. it, I loved it. And, um, yeah, and, and, and my um, my cousins I was really close to. And I think... Recently, more recently, since um, you know they've had children or they're you know they're with partners now, we've yeah. started to become close again, which is really nice. Yeah. So yeah, and that's difficult because when the cousins split off, because me and my cousins used to be so tight. Yeah. And it's really weird for me to think now that they're in the forties. You know, um, yeah. Liam just had a baby. Yeah. You know, and it's just such a weird thing to think about, isn't it? Yeah. But I think families do get the Christmas bonus. You know. Yeah. Food, food is a Christmas bonus. In what way? In that you are allowed to eat more food and then go. Oh, oh do you Christmas. mean the waistline gets a bonus? Yeah. You just you just go like that, don't you? Nope. Drink more, eat more, mold wine, mince pies. Yeah. Yeah. You eat chocolate at hours that you would <laughs> you would never oh, eat chocolate. If that quality sometimes. streets on in the on the coffee table, you're there. Yeah. Oh, just have one. It's every time you pass through. And my favourite thing is on Christmas morning. Like, as you walk through on Christmas morning, <laughs> you're picking chocolates up and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, and then you've got your Christmas morning tradition of the shortbread and stuff. And then you stick out the dish. The dish with the twiglets, the nuts. Matchmakers, snacks. Yeah. Cheese footballs. Yeah. But you, you're nose bagging. And I'm thinking to myself, even as I'm putting it in my mouth, I'm thinking... The greatest meal of my entire <laughs> life, the meal that I say is my death row meal, yeah. is coming up in two, three hours. Yeah. Why am I eating? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you go to brunch in Dubai, you know the all-you-can-eat brunch, you stop eating on about Wednesday, you know, because <laughs> you, you know what's coming. Yeah. I, I did a survey yesterday. Okay. On the back of yesterday's podcast, we were talking display candles. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And um, these are candles that never get lit. Yeah. I've never thought of doing this in my life. And then you have a lot of these. I do, yes. And I don't like them. 
In fact, there's a candle in our bathroom. What I don't understand is you're a clean person and you you clean you give this house a spring clean once a week. You're mad with it. And then you tidy up every day. And you tidy every square inch of this house. But then there's a candle in our bathroom. Yeah. And it's a foot tall. And it's, it's got a bit of dust on top. It's about <laughs> what's it's not circumference. What's it called when it's across? Not Diameter. Radius. Diameter. Mm-hmm. Diameter. It's about a six inch diameter and about a foot tall. Yeah. And dead skin and dust and body. It's next to the shower. That candle has been there for donkey's years. Yeah, I don't know why it's still there. I don't like it. I don't like I it. I hate it. I don't like it. But Right, get shut. Because <laughs> it's not even a display candle. It's ugly. It's been lit, so it's got the bent top. It's horrible. All right. Uh, I put it out there yesterday. Does your house have any display candles, i.e. candles that never get lit? Please vote and feel free to reply with your feelings and comments. Put that on Twitter yesterday. Okay. 70% of people, at last count, said yes, they have display Good, candles. Good, being honest. 30% said no. However, Minty Matt yeah. re- replied. Yeah. He said, I voted no earlier. Forgot about the elephants. Apologies for skewing your statistics. So it's probably a bit higher than um, 70%. Even- You've got some elephant display candles. Oh. Once you've lit them, they're not going to look like elephants anymore, no, are they? No, no. So, Minty Matt, thanks for your honesty. You'd have to click yes twice, wouldn't you, to, to balance it? James Taylor, not the singer, says, candles that never get lit, a.k.a. dust collectors. Yeah. Which is exactly what we've just been talking about. And they're about. hard to dust because of the wax. They're, they don't. It doesn't come off easily. Oshin, it's an Irish name, I'm probably pronouncing it right, says, I'm a man I wouldn't notice. Old school. And These all seem to be men. Jolie, who's a woman, says just one. Just one. I, I bet she. I is. bet. I bet if she looks around, I bet there's another. There'd be candles everywhere. Yeah. She thinks there's one. Yeah. Every square inch. So that's the display candles. All right, let's split that up. Did you just use the bells to cover a cough? <laughs> well, I tried. So let's finish up on Wheel of Misfortune. It was on earlier. Yeah. Um, and the subject was naked. So they have a different subject. School holidays, uh, family holidays, playing in the woods, toys. Yeah. And people tell embarrassing stories about okay. it. Right. So uh, the one I listened to when I couldn't sleep last night was about embarrassing stories about being naked. Okay. Every time I'm naked, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Same. Yeah. Well, every time I'm naked, you're embarrassed. <laughs> no. Lovely thing to say. No, me. I'm, yeah. I'm very body conscious. Yeah. When you say you want to put the blindfold on. Is that just because you don't want to look Shut at me Shut up, naked? I do not. <laughs> no. So, have you got a naked story? Um, right, well, I was thinking about this. I don't think I've ever accidentally got naked or... The, obviously, there was. there's the old... Um, in the showers at school, you ha- in the changing rooms, you had to be naked. To, you know, they were like, you'd walk through. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was horrible. That I hated. I hated it. And everybody would pretend that they were on their period. Because I could only see through the crack in the girls' locker room. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't have a better view. No, but yeah. <laughs> so every week you'd pretend to be on your period so that you didn't have to go through the shower. I, and how, did that wash? Did the, not the period. Well, did the, no, the PE teachers started keeping a tally of yeah. when you said, and they were like, nah, you were you said that last week. No. So anyway, so yeah. that didn't wash for very long. But yeah, so I used to hate that. Period tally. 
What a great title for this yeah, week's podcast. Period. Tell that exactly that. Um, so that was embarrassing, but it was embarrassing for everybody. I, I, I guess I was slightly more embarrassed because I was a bit more. Uh, I had a bit more up top than most girls. You developed. I did. I did, and yeah. yeah so I, that made it worse for me. Um, but once there, there's a guy that looks after my mum and dad's house okay. when they go away. Yeah. And I had a key to get into their house. Okay. And I don't know why, but I had gone round for something. So I'd got let myself in. So you weren't living there? No, no, I wasn't. Gone, you were calling round, you got your key. Yeah, so I'd gone in and he is quite a night owl. So yeah. it, it wasn't that early in the morning, but I obviously shocked him awake. Next thing... He's run downstairs. He's got nothing on. Right. Like nothing. And just looks at me and goes, ah! Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. And just walks straight back out again. Like, Didn't you have another similar story about this when you came home and put the key in the door and your parents were suddenly there in dressing gowns? At the time of day when you shouldn't have had dressing yeah, gowns on. Yeah, that's happened before where <laughs> the key's been on the other side of the door so you can't get the key in. Yeah, and classic move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it takes a while and then I'm like, okay, no one's answering. And then just as I'm about to leave, one of them comes down in their dressing gown. Oh, just having, we're just having a little afternoon snooze. Oh, how yeah. many times have we said that? Yeah. So yeah, mommy, daddy, why is the bedroom door locked? Oh, yeah. oh, I know. Just never, never comes. <laughs> yeah, except for when you've got the door locked. Yeah, here's my naked story. Have I told you this story before about me being in the south of France, mm. hitchhiking? I've told you I, I hitchhiked yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you what happened in the sea? No, I don't think so. I'm amazed because I repeat anecdotes you so do, much, you do, and yeah. it's so boring for you. So when I was 16, yeah. Me and my best mate, Steve, inspired one of our, our English, very little inspired me at school apart from English. And my English teacher, you know, he got me to read Catcher in the Rye at that age and to put me onto some good books. And um, he talked about how he'd worked on a kibbutz, which is in Israel, the, the, what they call them, they're like farms, um, cooperative farms. Yeah. And you can go and live there and work there. I'm not sure you get paid. Okay. But, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a collective. Yeah. Right, I knew nothing about it. He said this. We literally, we had no money. We had seven pounds each. Yeah, right. This is mad. Yeah, go on. And we got the ferry. We seven pounds was what we left with after. We booked ferry tickets and train tickets in the student union office. You could get them really cheap. Okay. students to Paris. So you got the train, ferry, train. Yeah. I think the Euro Tunnel might have been. I'm not sure if it was even there, but at this point, yeah, no, I, I don't, don't think no, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. Anyhow, we didn't tell his parents we were going. We didn't tell them what we were doing. They wouldn't let us go. Obviously, we're 16. <laughs> you don't let your kids yeah. travel abroad with yeah. no money. Here's another interesting thing: we only bought one-way tickets. Okay, right. So, I'm not going to go through the full trip. Yep. We got to Paris. We pretty much ran out of money straight away. Then we started hitchhiking to Israel, right? Israel? Yeah. Oh, that was the plan. That's what we'd set off to do, to go and work on a kibbutz, right? Right, okay, yeah, yeah. We got as far as the south of France. Now, the stories I could tell you about that yeah. are I, I, unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I've heard Make it. your toes curl. 
I can't believe I did it now. We got to South of France, and this actually happened word for word. We got to the beach in Marseille, and it's full of topless women, which I'd never seen before in my life. Oh, God. Right? And my mate, Steve, actually said to me, he goes, they don't dress like this in Israel. And we made a decision that we were no longer going. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the few things we packed, because you've got to pack the essentials when you are traveling, is a Frisbee. We tripped off to us boxer shorts because we didn't take swimming trunks or anything like that. We got backpacks with just a bit of clothing. All right. And we stripped off to us boxer shorts, got in the sea and started throwing a Frisbee back and forward. There's some young French girls. I say young. I was 16. They looked older than me. Okay. And we couldn't speak French. They couldn't speak English. Oh, hey, we're waving the Frisbee at them, throwing it towards them, you know, moving in. Yeah. And we ended up standing in a sort of circle, throwing the Frisbee around, having a laugh. It's never going to go anywhere. Right, you know. go on. But we're having the time of our lives. But there's quite a distance in between us because it's a Frisbee and it's in the sea and it's on a beach. I can't hear very well. Yeah. Steve, my mate, he stood 50 feet away. And he's going, Simon, Simon. And I'm thinking he's saying, the dad's here. Right? Yeah. I'm looking towards the beach. I'm going, what are you talking about? Ha, ha, ha. Throwing this frisbee. Ha, ha, bonjour. Throwing the frisbee to the girls, you know. Come on, yeah. Falling in love. Yeah, yeah. The dad's out. The dad's out. He's going like that. I'm going, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we're not doing anything. Frisbee laughing away. And his face was just in shock. And he went, Simon, your lad's out. Like that. The My thingy had fallen out of my shorts. Because, you know, boxer shorts, they don't, sometimes they don't have a button. Right. So it's just an opening. Yeah. In the excitement of jumping around in the water, it had just come out. It, was, it had been out for three or four minutes. Oh right. dear! Was it was it because you were excited? There was nothing nothing going on like that. Oh right, okay. And I will say the water's quite cold if the French girls are listening. But <laughs> <laughs> when I realised, because he pointed like that, I looked down and I went underwater. I was in the water up yeah. to my thighs. I dived underwater, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to stay underwater until I get back to England. <laughs> like, I did not want to come back up. Oh. I don't know if they noticed. Of course they did. I don't know. Of course they did. Um, and I can't even remember what happened after. And it's one of them things, it's stuck in my mind. I can remember certain bits of that yeah. trip. It was a bit of a mad trip. But yeah, that's my, uh, so that's my embarrassing. I can imagine. Naked, I can imagine. Sorry. Yeah, I've got embarrassing stories that have stuck with me. And I can imagine that one. Because when you hear about girls, they're good at loo and they put the skirt in the pants. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you had that your... That kind of thing. Your flies undone at the... The flies undone's a regular thing, isn't it? The flies undone's all right, but indecent exposure. Yeah. Not all right. Yeah. No, I, I was just thinking if, if any of my... It's called a John Barrowman now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Again, back then, we didn't know. We didn't know different times. Yeah. So that's me story. <laughs> Have I never told you that story? I don't think you have. I don't think you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So everything's true. Aww. I could get him on and he'd recount that story. Uh, funny. And how's that? We got back. My mum and dad, we, we were gone for, I don't know, a week, a week and a half. They just thought you were at each other's houses? I came back 
with the deepest tan I'd ever had in my life. And my mum and dad, obviously, they were just worried sick. No, they didn't know where we were. And I had to come back and explain. They went, oh they went mental. God. I'm not surprised. Can you imagine? Well, it'd be like Honey doing yeah. it now. Can you imagine Honey not coming home from school today and we find out she's gone to Iran? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were mental. Yeah. How boring am I compared to her? I won't even go out now. I know. All right, should we leave it there for today? Have you got anything else? No, I'm still stunned about the story. I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I have. We've got a pool outside. If you want to recreate it, get a frisbee. <laughs> get a frisbee. I'll find some loose fitting shorts. Okay, okay. Yeah. Can you speak? A, you don't have to speak fluent French. Can you just do the accent? Do I have to go topless? They weren't topless. They were. These were younger girls. They weren't okay. topless. I mean, there'd have been a different situation. I'd be even well, playing this is frisbee. What, this is why I was asking. No. Oh dear. All right, everybody. That's the 50 Eve you, podcast done. You've left them on thinking about your... I thought you were going to say wanting more. I'd very much doubt there's many people <laughs> out there. I, I hope I've not painted... I can tell you what box you're outside on. If you want to paint a picture and if you want to know exactly when this was in time... Were they Calvin Klein's? They were American flag boxer shorts as worn by Matt Goss from Bross. Were they white? They were American flag. They were red on that side with stars on and blue stripes oh, on that Oh, side. Uh, right, sorry. Matt Goss used to wear them. And everybody, all the girls fancied Matt Goss, so I was pretty happy to go along all with right. that. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everybody. Bye. The end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.